Are you ready? Uh, play that bitch. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Ghost in the Night, a paranormal true not true crime podcast. I am Phil and Travis is sitting to my left. I am speed reading this because I don't give a shit. I'm in a hurry. <laughs> like an Eminem rap. So thankful you all decide to show up and embrace us and love us like we love you. Somebody's got to do it. In this loveless world, we are just full of love. You know what you call a masturbating cow? I have no idea, but I'm sure it's going to be offensive. Beef stroganoff. <laughs> you just make that laugh because you know it's funny. I also saw, I heard another good one. Uh, the guy said, what was it? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to tell this from the first person. It makes it better. I was uh, getting ready to go out to dinner the other night, and my wife came in, and she said, does this, she said, I hate myself. This dress makes me look fat. Doesn't this dress make me look fat? Be honest. I said, you look amazing. And you've got 20-20 vision. <laughs> oh, so that one got you? All right. Uh, tell everybody before we, we will shoot the shit and have a good time. Talk about here. cults. We're going to talk about cults because God knows I love One cult with like 17 different names. God knows I love fucking cults. This triggers me like a motherfucker, but that's okay. I don't. Oh, care. this one's gonna be triggering in multiple ways. Like, I, if you read the description, low key viewer discretion advised. This but one gets a little fucked up. Before we get to that, so I actually left out a lot in this one to keep it from being because we're already borderline offensive enough as it is just by ourselves. Oh, bitch, we are so far over that border. We don't give a shit. I'm just saying. Uh, no, but. We want to get into that. So, if you are looking to talk about, want to hear about the what is it, the children of the God, children, the children of God, of God. cult, uh, fast forward, aka to our, the Family International, aka the Family, aka they, literally, there's so many names. I don't even have all the fucking names. There's so many names. You can fast forward a little bit, and we'll get to that. But as always, we like to start the show off. Do we want? I have a I have a description of it. If we want to do that, okay. If you want to give a description, give, and then and then we'll shoot the shit in case anybody wants to fucking leave after this. Uh, the Family International is what we're talking about, kind of tonight, aka TFI, is a Christian new religious movement founded in Huntington Beach, California, in 1968 by David Berg that has been criticized as an authoritarian cult. It was originally named Teens for Christ. Uh, it's had a shitload of names. Um, but it is right now, as we speak, the Family International. Uh, former members have accused the group of child sex abuse, physical abuse, exploitation, the targeting of vulnerable people, and creating lasting trauma among children raised in the group. So if any of those things bother you, I do apologize. So, but maybe not your episode. So basically what you're talking about is a cult. Yeah. That pretty much sums up all cults. Yeah. We're going to start the story with David Brant Berg who was born on February 18th, 1919 in Oakland, California. He was the youngest of three kids born to Hjalmar Emanuel Berg. Hjalmar. Hjalmar? Hjalmar. Hjalmar? I take it he's Norwegian? Or he's Swedish. Swedish? Eh. Same, same. Fuck. I think, I'm like, okay, so he's like, is a, he's named after Thor's hammer. 
Even though that's not actually the name of Thor's hammer. That's just the first thing I thought of was I Hjalmer, and I was like, oh, God, what fucking, what god is that related to? Because what is, what is Thor's hammer like Mjolnir? I don't know. I've, I've never I've heard him say it in one of the Thor movies, but I've not was paid he fat that much Thor? attention. No, it was uh, I think only it was Fat the last Thor. One. Oh, fu- what was that Love and Thunder? Yeah, because what's her name had it. It was very. Uh, what was her name? Jane Tarzan. Yeah. So yeah, no, he's Swedish. Um, and his mother, Reverend Virginia Lee Brandt. Uh, they're both evangelists. Get that out of the way, I guess. Uh, his mom, Virginia, was a traveling preacher and the host of an evangelical radio show who had cut her teeth during the Pentecostal revival of the early 20th, early 20th century. Sweet. Yes. Virginia, at one point in young David's life, had a horseback riding accident which broke her back and left her bedridden for five years. Pussy. I broke my back was up. I was back working. Well, it was five, five weeks. It was five years, and then she was able to arise from her bed and use her story as a type of miracle story to use in order to fuel her message and her sermons. How convenient. Ah, oh, done to the Lord, you will heal me, well, and saying, I will do your bidding. Really? It took God five years to perform that miracle? What kind? Was he slacking a little bit? No, he just didn't pay as well as fucking... I mean, Social Security. Jesus turned water to wine like that, and it took five years to mend a bone. Or what the fuck? He fucking he came back to life in three days, but you can't fucking fix a back. Do better. I was literally about to say that. Excellent. Now, David's father Hjalmar was a Swedish immigrant and also a preacher. Um, in 1925, Hjalmer and Virginia started the Berg Evangelistic Dramatic Company in Miami, which grew very quickly. They went from like a, like a fucking traveling roadshow to like an auditorium in a pretty short period of time. Moving on up. Yes. Now. Kind of like this podcast. Now, David claimed to have very little memory of his childhood outside of some verbal abuse from his mom. Um. Amongst this, he was regularly disciplined by his mother for his, quote, chronic masturbation, which he had allegedly began when he was four. That's a bit early. Uh, just a tad. Literally. Like, four? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm pretty sure I was, I, I don't even know if I had a technical or scientific term for an erection at four. I'm pretty sure I didn't even know I had a penis at four. I'm pretty sure there's still kids at four that like realize that they that they have a penis and then they're like, like mom, what is it? And they're like, shut the fuck up, Brandon. Go the fuck to sleep, piece of shit. Your father did this to me. So Jesus. Um we're going to go a little de dive a little further into this uh, early onset chronic baiting that we have going on. Well, you had me at masturbation, damn it. <laughs> Wouldn't, isn't that kind of a double negative, though? Wouldn't you have yourself at masturbation? That's a good point. Otherwise, it would be my, you mu- mentioned mas- mutubation. You mentioned masturbation, and my interest is peaked. Fair enough. Now, on one occasion. 
David claims that his mother brought his whole family into the room, brandished a knife, and told him that if he didn't stop, she would cut it off in front of everyone. Oh, Baba did, damn it. Like, damn. What was that fucking thing? That's a boner killer. What was that movie? So he was going to rip it off and kick it around on the ground. Major pain. That's oh. what it was. He said, yo, you wet, you piss your pants in front of me again. I'll break that thing off and kick it around on the ground. Good times. So, yeah, that happened. Uh, and he also, ad he later admitted that the jerking off never stopped because it just felt too good to quit. I, I don't blame him. Those are his words. Hey. I mean, that's kind of the point. That's kind of why you're there. It's right. kind of why all these people came together. <laughs> all these one people. All these one people. Now... He also claimed that the family had a Hispanic nanny named Maria that, according to him, would, quote, suck him to sleep for his nap. No, when he was, like, very, very young. Oh. Now, this okay. being said, this was his claiming. Uh We, have, we, get, we need to get confirmation from Maria. <laughs> from what I heard, he's the only one that said that. You know... That brings it up, brings it, brings me to something. There is kind of a babysitter fetish. Doesn't everybody? I think that's all. Is this like teachers? I, I don't. Or morticians. I don't even remember having one babysitter that I consciously remember. I had one, but that's because she was my neighbor, and she was the daughter of, you know, a family friend, and she was like. Probably seven, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen when I was probably seven, eight years old. So ten, eleven years older than I am. It's not that bad. But I don't remember. Well, I mean, you being seven, that makes it kind of fucked. But well, for her, no, I was a cool seven-year-old. Oh, whatever. No, but I don't remember having any kind of <laughs> seven-year-old Phil running around having strokes, eating butterfingers. That was before the butterfingers got. It. Employed, not the no, strokes. I, but though. I don't remember have uh, having any kind of sexual thought about about her. Well, you were seven. Yeah. yeah if I anything, know. it was probably like I would kiss her so good. <laughs> no, and I was even. No, I was probably actually. No, I was first grade. So whatever. First, second grade. Oh, somewhere between. It's like seven. Yeah. Well, from first to about. So somewhere that, between six and nine. Four year age. By the fourth year, and I, you know, I was. Not sexually active by no shit ten, 10, but you know, I was aware of what it was. I think I, you know, I, I was playing the field at that time, had me a few little girlfriends on the block. What's I wrong, still, Phil? You look tired. Mom and dad were wrestling all night. <laughs> but I don't, I, even at the latter ages, I don't remember having a sexual type attraction to her. And from what I remember, she was kind of, she was kind of hot. We're diving way too deep into this okay, for this I'm, early in this story. Okay, continue. <laughs> it gets worse. Now, at one point in his life, David was caught jerking off again while he was a teenager by his mom, yet again, or an, um, on one of these occasions, she supposedly, supposedly, supposedly brought his dad into the room and told David that he had to finish while they watched. As like an embarrassment. Hmm. 
That's that's fucking that's mental warfare right there. That sounds like he's either going to be a serial killer, cult leader, or a porn star. One of the three. Arguably the same thing. <laughs> now, when he was nineteen, David was driving his mother around for her work on the revival circuit, and one night they were staying in a hotel room with no heat and only one bed. Oh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I don't like where this is heading. Now, his mom laid next to him, like, for warmth, you know, as human survival teaches us to do. Uh, but David found himself having a sexual feeling towards his mother for the first time. For the first time, might I add. The first time. <laughs> so that's, you're implying there's more. Quite possibly. Oh, fuck. He later talked in depth about this encounter and how he almost wished he had the balls to make a move on his mom. Like he talked about feeling her bosoms against his back and her legs wrapped around his legs. And I was like, That's you or me? That's me. Fuck. What time is it? Mark this because it's fucking work. Got a mental note of when that was. And we're back. If it wasn't work, I probably wouldn't have answered it. You never know. I got responsibilities, they tell me. Where was I? Oh, yeah. We're he wanted to fuck his mom. mom. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Great place to start off again. Got it. Uh, but, yeah, he would, like, talk very in-depth. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> Reading it, you're like, man, if you would have taken the mom part out. I mean, hey. That's some real subreddit probably shit. Probably one of the most popular categories on Pornhub. For some fucking reason. Now, later on in life, David became an ordained minister himself. Oh, of course he did. Uh, he did it so he could avoid serving in World War II. Puss. Real man go out there and fight for their lives. Uh, and he would actually also later marry his wife, Jane Miller, and have two kids, Deborah and Aaron. Was the female Aaron or male Aaron? Male Aaron. So the AA, not the E. AA Ron. AA Ron, okay. Yes. Uh, he became a minister in the Christian and Missionary Alliance in the late 40s and was placed at Valley Farms, Arizona. While in Valley Farms, Arizona, he would fuck up and get expelled from the organization for differences in teachings and for alleged <clears throat> sexual misconduct with a church employee. Was it his fucking mom? Because so, that's where that that's where the route fucking that's where we veered off the highway onto him fucking his mom. What the fuck is going on here? Uh, goddamn. Anyway, yeah. So he got kicked out for basically sexual misconduct and uh, teachings. Um, now, in his later writings, he would claim that the expulsion was due to his support for greater racial diversity amongst his congregation. Saying basically that he wanted more, he wanted to mix up the colors of his flock, As in, and this company, if you will, was opposed to it. He wanted greater diversity, which, which is good. It's a good thing. We will later find out that this is probably bullshit too. You're saying uh, he was full of shit. He well, he after this, he was a faith healer for a short time. Oh, we know how that works out. I'm sure he did a better, could do a better job in five fucking years on his mom. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I mean, yeah, you would think. I'm a shovel a lie. I'm huh? on a walk again, bitch. Walk on into the bedroom because you're my mom and I think you're hot. Like, what the fuck? It's just such a right turn. 
But we're going to make a left turn. We're going to make a couple more right turns. We're probably going to do a UE, maybe hit a roundabout before the end of this story anyway. So fuck it. Just buckle up, buttercups. Yeah, so after trying to be a faith healer, which, again, we all know how those always work out. Not very fucking well. Look at Miss Cleo. That bitch dead. <laughs> uh, David would later meet Fred Jordan, the founder of the Soul Clinic in Miami, and would work for Jordan for 15 years before they ran into some issues personally and they went their separate ways. At this point, there was some, you know, some nefarious uh, deeds poss- probably going on behind the scenes doing all that. But it was a slightly quieter time in his life. He was keeping S- his jerk into himself. Much slightly. Much, much slightly. Uh-huh. God damn it. Now, after this, after he left the uh, Soul Clinic in Miami, which he wasn't in Miami the whole time. He went to a different post if you will. But after separating himself from that coalition, he and his family, they hit the road and they became the Berg family singers, which also not a hit. Weren't out there making millions. I think they had one song that was kind of popular, but I don't fucking know. Yeah. So there's that fucking cool. The Partridge family hitting the road. The the Osmonds. But they fuck their family members. Or want to. That would have made for a much better show. He wants to fuck his mom. Yeah. What are you doing, Donnie? Shut the fuck up. Gross. So by the time David had fucked all of this up in his life, he basically just perennially fucked up everything he tried to do his mom had retired and moved to huntington beach california where she noticed the growing homeless community of hippies in the area and started giving out sandwiches to them that was nice of her yeah good christian thing to do peanut butter sandwiches to be uh oh, the pre- can precise can throw in some jelly that is unconfirmed Peter butter seems just to make you fucking it's just thirsty. dry. Make you thirsty. Ugh, you drink yeah. a lot of rainbow Bud Lights. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. I like I'm a dumb Bud Light drinker. I ain't trying to wash down no fucking sam- peanut butter sandwich or that shit, though. Maybe Screwball. Ugh. Also disgusting. I don't think I've ever had a Screwball whiskey. <clears throat> now, in 1968, David went to live in the same city as his mother and changed the name of his family's band to Teens for Christ. What so, a fuck not. It sounds like a shitty magazine that you get from fucking Walgreens. Like right behind the Cosmo. It's like Cosmo. 15 blowjob suggestions to absolutely blow his mind. Blow in all caps, of course, with fucking Jennifer Sir Aniston on the, Jennifer her, her Jennifer, Jennifer her. Aniston on the cover. And then right behind that, Teens for Christ, check out this fucking family friendly friendly lord loving cover of I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. I think it was a little bit before the Backstreet like, Boys time, just a little bit. Like kids bop for God. They're pro- it's probably a thing, actually, now that I think of it. Well, if not, you know. it should be. Somebody's missing out on some money. Some fucking asshole buy that shit. Um, so the Teens for Christ would perform on the beach and out of the they would also perform out of the Light Club Coffee House, which was like a it was a coffee business little fucking cafe that was run by a religious group. Of course it was. Thing type deal. 
it was an interesting time. The 60s, man, you should have been there. I wasn't. I was not born yet. The second time? You weren't born again? I was not born yet. Whatever. Okay. Don't fuck with me. Now, this is when he started to lure in more people with free food and coffee over time. Before he would slide in with his like religious jargon and bullshit. Uh, after they started to trust him in a coffee sandwich kind of way. Well, that's what cult leaders do. Yeah, as much as you can trust somebody that just gave you a fucking coffee and a sandwich, I'm automatically going to be like, how many roofies are in this coffee? Well, for one, if you don't put peanut butter, I ain't taking the how much, sandwich. How much fentanyl is in that sandwich? Don't you lie to me, Greg. You don't lie to me, fucker. So the hippie rebellion side of things started to wear off on a David. Um, and in 1968, he published The War on the System, which took shots at the government, the war, and the standard parental system that was... So he was basically a standard hippie, uh, or a standard young adult in the nineteen late 1960s. Yeah, but he wasn't, was pretty that, much, he wasn't that young, though. Well, I'm, that's pretty much what the hippie movement, movement yeah, was about. Yeah, to an extent. Um, he, he would tell people's... Like, he would get on board with people, the hippie community, because he would tell them shit like how Jesus was the biggest rebel of them all. And also, interesting fact, did you know that in less um, liberal areas back in the day well, during the hippie movement, people didn't call them hippies. They called them freaks. And he was at the top of the hill that snowballed into... The term Jesus freaks. No shit. Yes. Because he was getting all these young hippies into his religious group. And people say we're just full of dick and fart jokes. You're we welcome. We learned something today. You're welcome. Did you know? Do you know how uh, Milk Duds got their name? I learned this today from my GM. How did Milk Duds get their name? Uh, the guy who created Milk Duds and started manufacturing them was trying to make a perfect circle, but he couldn't pull it off. And he referred to the the batch as a dud. Then it just spitballed into milk duds. Okay, so yeah, huh? Yeah. It may it, it's it's so simple and stupid, but it makes so much sense. Hmm. As soon as he started talking about it, I was like, they had a bad batch, and they called it a dud. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. So Jesus freak, the coin yeah. is term has been. A term, term has, has been, been coined. coined, which I would have not. I just kind of took that as somebody I was considered a, a thought, person who was a freak for Jesus. Right. Yeah. What, not, but I did not know it went back to the hippie movement. Yes. Okay. And, and I wouldn't really say Jesus was a hippie. I think that's. Jesus was a zombie. Zombie. Eventually. He did yeah. turn into a zombie. Yes, we will say that. He was a hobo. But wasn't everybody at that time walking around a hippie, pretty much sandals, wearing Uh Not if you had a horse or a camel. Oh. Then you were highfalutin. Um, so anyway. So, but I I wouldn't say he was a hippie, more of a rebel, kind of a James Dean character. Or you just go with my point of view. I think he was just a dude. And the legend grew. Not even the dude. Because if he was that much of a rebel, he couldn't be the dude because the dude abides. 
That is true. Okay, continue. We have enough of this Jesus. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. Or Duderino, Dudeski, his dudeness. His dudeness. So by the time all this was going down, David was starting to see himself as a modern form of Moses. Yes. Who was meant to lead the followers of God and be the middleman for the Lord translating his word to his followers. So, yes, Moses. Literally, he thought he was Moses. Like, that's basically the literal description of Moses. Well, yeah, but Moses was a little bit directionally challenged. I mean, 40 years years to get out of a fucking... That's a long time to be lost. You mean to tell me nobody said, give me the fucking map, Moses? Or nobody just went, seen that one before we went right, so let's go left. I mean, 40 years of failure of being lost. That's insanity. I I think somebody would have... uh, Try, and the fact that anybody made it out. That's true. Okay. We digress. Now, in 1969, giggity, the prophecies began with a great flood that was going to wipe out California, which led him to leaving some of his followers in California to run the up-and-coming compound that he had started at this point. Were they building a boat? Probably. I mean, they had to be doing fucking something. They weren't working. Now, while he took around 40 people with him to Arizona, and I'm sorry, let me re-say that because that sounded stupid. He took about 40 people with him. He went to Arizona, and this is around the time that a news reporter first called them the children of God. So, I guess they probably they didn't even really name their own fucking cult, lazy Fuck. Well, but it fits him his M.O., you know, oh, yeah. lame names. Teens yeah. for Christ, children of God. Not right. very fucking creative. Not at all. Now, while he was in Arizona, David met Karen Zerby. Oh, fuck. Okay. Who would later be called Maria. Mama Maria. Mama Maria. Oh, boy. Here we go no again. Abba. This is an ABBA free show. ABBA. Um, also, she would be called Maria David. Maria Fontaine and Queen Maria in 1969. So she had a lot of fucking shit going on. Yes. How many personalities did this bitch have? None of them were good. Now, David somehow convinced his wife to help him get Karen to leave her parents and her family home to join them and the group. He had convinced Karen that she was special and planned to make her his second wife. Oh, honey. Yes, you are special. Now be my second wife. Now he took ev- off in front of you. You're special. He eventually that's fucking mild. He eventually did convince his wife and Karen that polygamy was the only way to properly move forward and serve the light and love of the Lord. You know some so, fucked up shit has been done in the name of the Lord. Yeah, that's so, all I'm saying. There you go. A lot of anal play. If you love the Lord, you'll let me put it here. No. <laughs> that's the opposite. If you love the Lord, you don't believe in sodomy because it can't create, it can't potato, birth a potato. child. No, there's no potato, potato. That's just facts. You, it doesn't birth a child. That is the only proper sex in the eyes of God is that to procreate. I'm sorry. Did they have health class back then? They what? didn't know. They had no idea how childs 
were conceived. Childs? Child. Children. Yes, they did. Oh, fuck no. It's, they it's were animalistic it. nature. They were Nobody st- teaches a fucking dog how to hump. it in every hole. Nobody teaches a dog how to hump. Not. It's animal. It's it's in your nature. It's just how saying. it works. Everything is born with the ability. Well, and also babies know how to swim when they're born. I'm just saying. They probably didn't know. They didn't know which hole caused that. Sh- they know which one came out, but never know. Maybe. You're thinking way too far bitches. into this. What? You're thinking way too far into this. I'm just saying. I mean, I pretty much put a kibosh on all of it. I'm just saying. They- well, no, I mean, it's just like, it's just animals. Like, just know. Like, you just, you know how to do things. I Even though babies... I are like some one of the worst examples of like genes. we do have a fear of hence a fear of darkness that is evolutionary darkness you imprisoning know, me because our ancestors you know the cavemen they were bad shit happened at night that is why we who was the first everybody person, feels a little uneasy who the was dark. the first person to the, think about cooking something oh i didn't i thought we were going a different way no well, because that can that kind of naturally progresses in your mind, but like, who? So fire burns you. You would think that they would want to stay away from fire. Who's the first person to think to put food on the fire and then go? This is better. Then, or maybe not, maybe not even this well, is better. They'd be like, I like the old way better, but I shit way less. You, well, think about and there's not stuff crawling out of it before fire. They were vegans, basically. You know, eating nuts and. Rose petals and all that bullshit. I don't think they were. What were they eating? They had to be eating some kind of plants. Or aminals. I don't think our digestive system isn't capable of processing raw food. Anymore. Okay, yeah, fair point. Fair point. But in my head, they were probably eating more of a plant-based diet. and As we should still today, probably. Well, we need a balance of all of it. And sushi-grade tuna. Fuck sushi. If you don't love cook, sushi. If you don't cook the shit, you'll fuck yourselves. No, but you can get sushi with cooked food with cooked then meat it's just, on it. Then it's just fish. Oh my god! There's no pleasing you, fucking. It's the, it, there's two Karens here tonight. No, but I mean, think about it. they were. If in my thought process, if they were eating a plant based based diet, they all of a sudden there's this new invention called the iPhone. I mean, fire. Poor joke. I know. Boo. No, but fire, and then. Then all of a sudden they said, you know what? Let's kill this animal and fry it up. But like you said, odds are they were probably trying to eat, you know, raw meat. Maybe they could. Maybe they could. I don't know. I mean, it's just a thing. Like, you, if you think about, like, food is just so mysterious to me. Like, who thought to fucking dig up onions and eat them? Well, somebody, if you're hungry enough, I had this conversation with somebody. If you're hungry <laughs> enough, you will eat. Some yeah, food. and also, who's fucking like who got the who, who drew the short end of the stick, and how many bodies are under like part of fossil fuels or buried in the ground that, of like fucking lurg that was like elected to try something and it didn't go very well. That brings. I want to get your opinion on this since we're fucking off the rails now. Anyway, let's have this of Asian just you of of Asian descent, <laughs> correct? Hey. Now, it is a long-standing thing about Chinese restaurants. I know you're not Chinese. Dogs and cats and right. shit. Yeah. Is that true or is that just an urban legend? If you go to the right 
area of the world. Yeah, that's a real thing. Okay, I get. It. I mean, I understand that. It's just like in France, you can. But they still eat horse in France. My, my, it has to be. You have to be licensed by the by the board of whatever the fuck in France. But they still serve horse meat in France. But I was in a conversation with somebody. We were having this conversation, and they said they would never eat a dog. I was like, you get hungry enough. You'll fucking eat anything. That's fair. And there's also the fact that if it's just a cultural norm wherever you grew up and live life, well, you like, don't look at that dog the way that we look at that just dog. Just like was in the Middle East, they look at cows as sacred. They don't eat. No, that's Hindu. Is that Okay, Hindus. Yeah, it's so like India, India, Nepal. But they think cows are sacred. And I'm telling you... Steak and burgers are fucking damn good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about, like, cats as far as, like, house cats and shit. But, like, yeah, there's definitely, I know there's definitely areas of the world where they eat dog. But They eat fucking guinea pigs in, like, Peru or something like that or but, Ecuador. It's very common practice, actually. But my point is, you'll eat, any, when it comes to starvation, your survival instinct will kick in. You will eat Oh, yeah, if anything. I'm going to die, I'll eat fucking you. Right, well, it's like that plane crash in Chile, Chile with the soccer team. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to get hungry enough. You're going to eat your dinner. Yeah, you might be a little fucked up about it later in life, but I mean, hey. I mean, you will eat, I will eat white creamy shit, and you know how I hate white creamy shit. I will eat sour cream if I'm hungry enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, you, you put a human being in the right situation, like, fucking Nancy from accounting is a real bitch, and you can't stand her. You hate her guts, but. I haven't eaten in about three weeks. Guess what? We're frying her up. Yeah, like. Sometimes right. you gotta do what you gotta do. All right, let's get back to uh, what the hell were we even talking about? Um, we were talking about how. <sighs> how did we even get onto that subject? <laughs> so, <laughs> god damn it! By this time, he had started this group, started a little compound, and having already announced that he was the reincarnation of Moses, David said that the world was coming to an end, and the only way to make it into heaven was to be one of his followers. Of course. Yeah, I mean, just like everybody else that does this shit, he told everyone that only himself and his followers would be one of the 144,000 that were chosen to enter God's kingdom when the world came to an end as as we know it. Because, you know, the whole 144,000 will be chosen, that is all that will be in isn't God's that, kingdom. Da, 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 da. Isn't that the Jehovah's Witness thing? Yeah, kind of. That's one of their spiels. So what if you're 141,000? Well, that was one of the... That was one of the fucking, uh, the questions that I always brought up to the Jehovah's Witness that used to come to my house. Because like I said, I think I've, I've talked to about it on here. I'm pretty sure I became a training stop. Like, they would just bring the different, they would just bring different people with them every time. And like, no, because I wasn't even an asshole about it. I would respectfully question what they were presenting me. You would respectfully call out bullshit i'd be like yeah because i'd always be like why why is god's kingdom not going to fall apart just like all of other humanity in some way shape or form and they're like well his 144 chosen would be pure of heart and mud i'm like no 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 human will is a thing somebody's going to be shitty at least one person out of that 144,000 is going to be fucking shitty about something and they're going to start their gears are going to start their shitty gears are going to start turning and they're going to be fucking turning out shitty shit and then that shit's going to infect that is going to get into the pool and it's going to turn into a shit pool and then all the other fucking shit people are going to follow the in shit line and it's just going to be a fucking shit show fuck shit
Knocked out of the shit out of it. Motherfucker. God damn it. That's what the fuck you came here. Welcome to the goddamn show. Welcome to the video. Fuck you. Fuck off. I fucking everything up. Everything's fucked. Fuck. All right. So 144,000 people. Yes. According to heaven. Yes. Um, okay. He also told his followers that if they weren't chosen to go to heaven at the time of Armageddon, since they were followers of him and his word, and that making them a true disciple of God, they could pray and get other people kicked out of heaven so that they could take their place. Oh, well, that seems like a crock of shit. <laughs> you're in heaven just chilling. I made it. I'm one of the 144,000. You're sitting there. You're drinking a fireball with Jesus, you know, the Virgin Mary. You're sitting no, there talking dude, about that. Jesus wouldn't drink fireball. It's got the devil on it. You're, you're sitting there shooting the shit, having a good time. And next thing you know, Peter comes up to you. Um, you're going to have to come with me. I would like to Bob think. Bob in fucking accounting prayed a lot. I would like you're to. getting kicked out. No, I would like to think it's more like a dunk take situation. Like you're in the middle of a conversation, you just ah! much more, and then some dude just comes in, like fucking the lights start, <laughs> and then the fucking pearly gates swing open. Fuck, and now come on down, Marcus from Nova Scotia. Well, no yeah, fuck you guys, I'm here. Who was that that just got kicked out on my behalf, Craig? Fuck that dude. I'm way more awesomer than he does. I brought bush light, I got a mullet, and I got two logs of fucking skull, daddy. Let's do this. Well, you know, this This explains why heaven is so full of demons. Because they're fucking I, pissed. I mean, hell's so full of demons. Because they are pissed off motherfuckers. Yeah. They're like, Especially oh, the you're devil. a really bad I, demon. He'd be like, I was fucking fine I until I fell my, forever. I was until Bob fucking prayed a little extra and lied his ass off and got me kicked out. Heaven was awesome. Earth was okay. Purgatory was really fucking depressing. And hell is just hot as fuck. And not in the fucking Mia Khalifa no, way. No wonder people in hell are in a bad mood. I'd have air conditioning personally. All I'd have to do is pull out my phone and be like, hey, hey, Satan, peep these memes, dog. <laughs> now... Uh, yeah, that was the thing. Now the quote, the system that we talked about earlier, like parental system, uh, the government, all of it all kind of rolled into one was the earthly form of the devil. And David was the only person that could fight back against the system to save his people. That was kind of the overall story of what he was preaching. So the government was the devil the, I'm, I'm the system i'm assuming yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a it's a, a multitude of things just kind of guised under one umbrella that is quote unquote the system i can't disagree with david on this not entirely <laughs> um now uh, upon entering the children of god religious group at this point if you will um you had to sign a what they called a revolutionary contract, which amongst other language within the contract, the gist of it and what really matters is by signing this contract, you were signing over all of your assets to the children of God. Of course. I mean, you know, fucking if it quacks like a duck and walks like a duck, it's fucking cult. 
I mean, take they, that to the fucking bank. What, you what? take that to the bank with Corona Extra fucking Snoop Dogg here. Is that a cult, Snoop? Are they okay? Are they are they good people? Are you the do double jizzle from the LBC? Do I have a huge dick? What were you saying? Um, fuck, I don't know. You lost me at huge dick. Got a lot of fucking personalities here tonight. We got Snoop Dogg off camera. We got fucking Ronald Joseph Aaron Burgundy. What's going on? Got Fireball Whiskey. Tastes I'm like heaven burns like hell. People who are listening on the uh, podcast feed uh, are missing the show. Yeah, and in case you're wondering, yes, no. If you're listening to this, I do literally have a bronze bust of Ron Burgundy from Anchorman, and we do literally have a Corona Extra Snoop Dogg bobblehead behind us. And that said you have a small dick. Check dig, motherfucker. Get on our level. Okay, so... Where were we? Uh, um, people are signing over all of okay, their that's right. uh, I, assets was, and worldly was, possessions. That was a question I had. Yeah. So when a family or a person is coming to David, David, King David, and say, hey, you know what? I'm kind of digging your vibe. I like what you're preaching. We're looking for We just moved to the area. We're looking for a new church. What if these people had nothing? Would he let the poor people in? Or was he only taking... High class. Well, they go in there and they tell him, they're like, hey, David, I'd really like to join your religious group, but I have nothing. And he goes, don't let me close one more door. I don't want to hurt anymore. Stay in my arms if you dare. Or must I imagine you there? Don't walk away from me. Are we, are we really going to quote Don't Whitney? Don't walk away from me. Are you really going to quote Whitney right now? Jim, I have nothing. 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 If I don't have you. Ooh. Ooh. ooh, ooh. This is why I drink. Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew? We don't got no vodka, do we? We got, uh, where's that VO? Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck that so, is. Now, did... We got, the, a, we got a warm four loco. Did, um, the people who had nothing, did they get turned away seriously? Or uh, no, did they I, say, come back when you get a few stuff? All no, because I, I will say, no. A 1960 VW bus. Shit, <laughs> if he's smart, he takes it. You know how much those fucking things are worth now? Oh, yeah. Just ask fucking Fluffy. Fluffy, yeah. He's got a collection. Um, but now I will say, we're not. We're just scratching the surface of this. This, it's oh, a fucking cult. Something. It's a cult. We're not. I'm not gonna fucking sugarcoat it. But I will give them credit. I don't even want to say credit. I will point out the fact that in their not defense, I don't even know how to say it. They weren't um, like leave and die type of cult well like someone like jim jones would fucking threaten your life and shit like that like you could leave I like they would have you would have to have a, you would have a sit down with some like elders and some inner circle members and have a conversation about why you're leaving but you could leave the children of god i will say this i rag on cults all the fucking time i think they're stupid but they make way more money than us and i think people that are brainwashed by cults are fucking stupid 
But I will say this about cults. I'm sure every one of the cults that has ever existed, like everything else in life, or like every organization in life, actually probably started out with good intentions to a certain extent. Maybe in some way, shape, just or like form. most, I could see like like an aspect of it being in in good faith, quote unquote. And it always evolves into something, the dark part. Just like most politicians. I believe every politician. that's just human nature. Exactly. Every politician probably gets into politics to wanting to help somebody. To be politicking. To help make this world better. And then. Yeah, except Epstein. Money, power, everything corrupts. Not that he was really necessarily a politician. But maybe, you know. Now, sure, jerking off in front of his mom and dad and then wanting to fuck his mom. Might not mean he's a great person. Again, we I'm have barely scratched the surface of that aspect of this story. So don't you fucking worry, Buttercup. We're going to get deeper into that one. Fuck. We're going to crack that egg a little more. Oh, fuck. My first words were probably a little bad. Um, now, new members of this group had their names changed by David and would oftentimes be referred to as babes. I like it, actually. Hey, babe. <laughs> hey babe, I'm you know instead of calling everybody fuck nuts, going back to the beginning. Of the hey babe, day, I'm just going to call everybody babe. Come on, babe, up, babe, finish this fucking podcast up. I do it all the time, not just babe. Like I just give people like cute little names, just randomly. Oh hey Travis, uh, can you grab me this when you go back into the kitchen? Sure, pumpkin. You got it, sugar pie, honey bunch. Sugar tits, don't, I don't use that one. Hey, will you... No, I don't. Uh, I really don't. Um, hey, will you bring this out with you? No problem, you cinnamon toast crunch cluster. Just You fucking just throw it out. Or you take, an, uh, you take a cute adjective and just any animal. Fluffy duck. Uh, you know, glitter kitten. Rainbow unit, rainbow, rainbow kitten surprise. That's a band. The more you know. Anyway, stinky platypus. Yeah, that works. Okay. Or or a uh, a baked good. You insert baked good instead of a Furry animal. Cookie? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, okay. fucking. Um, I, I feel you. Yeah. All right, babe. Flutter muff, flutter muffin. Yeah, that's a good oh. one. What the fuck was that? My that heart. was the soul of any person that got called Flutter Muffin today. <laughs> oh, my, my spine's falling out. Now, the members of the Children of God had Bible study every morning. We're giving, given the orders of God by David after that, which they would carry out along with their, with the, accompanied by their assigned buddy. They had a buddy system. Well, that's good. Anybody who's ever seen Heavy Weights, the Disney movie with Ben or Ben Stiller, understands the buddy system. Buddy, hold this, hold the fort now. But now, I got the super cord. Remember? Uh, so there was also a responsibility put on tasked to these people in this group to memorize multiple, I think, up to ten verses of the Bible a day. Along with scripture being read over a loudspeaker 
or multiple loudspeakers around their compound. So this was the most annoying cult ever. I mean, it's just cult like that. That that's when, almost par for the course. When do we get to the fucking? That's been happening. Oh, did I miss it? Ch- children have been made. Oh well, we glossed over the. Well, we have to we have to paint the picture before we can go in and add the fine details. Don't bury the headline. Goddamn! Come on. This is fucking my my episodes are like a goddamn Bob Ross painting. All right, you got to fucking put in the wispy wisps, and you got to put in some fucking some Van Dyke brown and some fucking cobalt blue, and and let's you know, just let's push, just put. You're right. It on. is because it's full of little happy little mistakes. That's all yes. we got going on. Yes, but just like a Bob Ross painting, when I out line an episode i paint the broader strokes and then i go in with a little fucking putty knife and i go do one line and one swoosh and you go oh it's not just two colors messily strewn about on a fucking canvas it's a majestic mountainscape with 17 baby deer running across a field of wildflowers and a small family of three fishing for cod off of the coast you got all that from that one what? line and one scratch of fucking Van Dyke Brown, and it releases all that well, detail. Okay, let's get some happy little trees and start running. Goddamn start right, reading this shit. Uh, where was I? There was no, there were no personal items. That wasn't a thing. Everything was everything was group owned. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Unless it, except your Bible. Everybody had their Bible, and you were allowed to have your Bible. Fucking sweet. Um, even there, they even had a communal view on food. Which, oftentimes, the food was uh, pilfered, if you will, from dumpster diving. Nice. Yeah. Not like this cool, hip dumpster diving you see on TikTok where fucking 30-something-year-old moms are pulling out fucking, like, unpainted coat hangers from Hobby Lobby and going, this is going to be, like, so fucking cute. I've been drinking wine since 2 p.m. It's now Tuesday. And I'm going to stencil some fucking flowers on this. It's going to be so cute. I'm going to give it to Rebecca for her baby shower. And then she'll re-gift it to fucking Samantha. And then Samantha will re-gift it to fucking Becky. And then Becky will give it back to me, forgetting that I was the one that originally started the chain. And then I'll get mad at Becky. And we won't talk until Samantha comes and does the middleman. Because all we want to do is be the real housewives of Atlanta. And we're going to fucking make it happen. Okay. That's how that works. There's a lot going on there. No stone unturned here on the GITN podcast. <laughs> Excuse me. Now, by the time all this shit was going down, uh, David was just fucking piss drunk all the time. All the time. And he would drunkenly give sermons that just rambled on for on and on about like fucking nothing. Um, But... On top of that, he had a different sermon for the average members as opposed to the sermon that he would deliver to his inner circle, his more trusted members. Oh, they got the, they got the good sermon? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think either of them were good sermons. Well, <laughs> beauty's in the eye of the beholder. It's like it, to the group, he's like, I love you. God fucking loves you, pieces of shit. <laughs> Even, I love all you. Even the fucking Joel. Even Joel, the fucking asshole. But I love him. I love you, Joel. Give me another beer, bye, boy. You baby babies. 
And then on the the, the inner circle, he's like, I, listen, I fucking love you guys. But not enough of that bullshit. Have you ever put hot sauce on macaroni and cheese, motherfucker? <laughs> that's, that's fucking God's will right there. Hot Frank's Red Hot. Velveeta shells. That is the biblical scripture right there, brother. Fuck all this other shit. God's not even real. But you know it is real. Velveeta fucking cheese and Frank's fucking Red Hot, man. I hope to God that was a sermon from him. That would be fucking... It needs to be videotaped. That'd be the only good part. Anyway. <laughs> so, there was no real... There was no affection or sexual contact within the ranks of normal members of this group at That's the time. Boring as fuck. At the, at the beginning. But it, well, himself and his inner circle were allowed to do pretty much whatever the fuck they wanted. Sexually. They're just... Tits out, balls out, fucking doing the fucking thing. Just... Getting freaky with it. Okay. Just entering one another freely. Holes is holes, baby. Oh, God. So David's communication with his followers was carried out with a series of over, over this, this number is the, over the course of the entire life of David Berg as the leader of this group. Um, 3,000 letters, which were called Mo letters, short for Moses. Because he was Moses. Dude, yeah, his his fucking this guy was a goddamn think tank. Let me tell <laughs> no. you. Like he he fucking he was slick with his fucking symbolism and his wordplay. Let me tell you. No. In case anybody was wondering and you can't pick up on it in my voice, I'm being super facetious and this guy had no fucking swag when it came to name. He was just on the nose all the time. I don't know how he got away with anything. Like he was bad at all of this shit. I'm trying to report us for mis misinformation. Yeah. Now, at one point, he was deported from Israel. Now, this shit took off quick. Like, he was bouncing around the world very quickly once this whole thing started rolling. So he got deported from Israel, which would come up again uh, in many of his Mo letters that were filled with anti-Semitic remarks and shit and jargon. That'll get you kicked out of Israel. He was also very, like... Kind of super racist. Kind of super yeah. racist. Kind of super racist. Like he walked the line between between being regular racist and like really racist. We're talking he, against like everyone. All there was no fucking uh, uh, unless you were in his group. If you were in his group, he was in the you could be Hall a fame. You could be a black guy in his group, and he'd be like, "You're so sexy, and I love how you put the hot sauce on my fucking Velveeta <laughs> shells." And I love you, man. High five. I love black people. Who the fuck is that guy? This is a reporter from uh, Channel 5. He's fucking black. Yeah? I don't... Not my thing. Almost, fuck out of here. I don't like it. Almost super racist. Yeah, and then the guy right next to him was like, I thought you were cool, black people. He's like, no, it's different. <laughs> You're cult black. That guy's normal people black. I only like cult black. The only ones I do like are Chinese. Because I don't know how to make egg drop soup. Or crab rangoons. So they're cool. Fuck everybody else. Even the white people. God, thank God you're Asian. What? Because we would be written up and banned. I'm just giving like a, a comedic portrayal of basically how this guy looked at people of color. 
if you were in the cult the group, okay. Like if you weren't, no. Now, while he was in hiding of from, from embarrassment of his deportation from Israel, uh, he was staying in a hotel with his daughter, his daughter's husband, both of his sons, and his two sons' wives. So his his three kids and their spouses. Okay. Uh, David had a meeting with this group and <laughs> to talk to them about the the deportation and how Jews are bad because he got deported from Israel. Because I th- I believe the story is like he wanted to set up shop in Israel or a shop, if you will, and they were like. No, no, thank you. The Israeli branch of Children of God. Yeah, they said, no, thank you. We're good. Thank you for the consideration, but we will have to decline your offer at this time. We don't want this franchise here. Feel free to stop at the Border Patrol desk and get a bottled water and a magnet for (laughs) your visit. Now, after he had this meeting with his kids and their spouses, this motherfucker got butt-ass naked Popped the cork on a bottle of wine and said it was time for them to have a, quote, sharing party. Does this mean what I think? Are we going where I think we're going? Yeah. Oh. I'll leave that one. I'll leave the sharing party up to your own interpretation. But could you imagine? Could you imagine? Okay. Here's what I'm talking about. Here's what I'm thinking is, like, imagine being this guy's daughter or son. Okay. And he goes on this fucking Jews. Like he, just, he, gets, really? he gets super drunk and angry at Jewish people because he got kicked out of Israel. And he's just like, God damn it, I don't even fucking like Lakas. This stupid idiots. At least they gave me Sambuco before I left. That's fucking cool of them, right? But fuck those dudes. And then like I'd like to imagine as he's doing this drunken rant, he's like, then they fucking were like, get the fuck out, stupid. I was like, fuck you, you're stupid. And like he's just stripping as he's doing this, and they're like, "I." It, here's the only aspect of this that makes it kind of funny to me. Not thinking of it from his kid's standpoint. Imagine being like, "What if this was like the third time you met your father-in-law, like, especially the daughter's husband, and you're just sitting there like, babe, why is your dad?" No, no, I'm, we'll talk about the Jewish thing later. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, I know he's drunk. I hope. No. Yes, I fucking close the garage door. <laughs> Why is your dad taking his fucking clothes off right now? It's not even that hot in here. They have air conditioning. And he's just like, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh, fucking Hanukkah. And then he's just, next thing you know, he's dick out just... A fucking bottle of wine opening is like, all right. I don't know if this is weird or if this guy just really likes to party. I want to see where this. Nope, it's weird. Your brother's touching your brother's wife's touching your dad's wiener, <laughs> and he's still talking about Jewish people. This is fucking weird, man. Did your brother just make a hot pocket? What the fuck is going like? All I could think of while I was reading, going through this this story, was like the third party person that's just like, or even the first time meeting them, like they're on their they they honeymoon to Israel and and you're like, what the fuck, Aaron? Is this really happening? 
your dad's got a huge dick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then and then and then they he's, he's and then he threw out share and then what's the look on everybody's face if the sharing party hadn't been a pre-discussed um, like outlined that's, occasion that's and the, you're like it's time to have a sharing party. Oh, and you're just doing like fucking uh, Chris Farley from Billy Madison when he was in the background with the penguin. He was like, oh, he's just like sharing party. What the fuck is a sharing party? <laughs> you're about to find out, son. Uh. Uh, so, yeah. And then these sharing potter parties became a regular occurrence where David would just kind of observe his kids having sex with their own significant others. Like he would he would walk around like cobra kai like the original cobra kai and he'd be like protection does not exist in this dojo does it no and his kids are just banging away and he's just watching he's like did you just fucking eyeball me or who knows like this it goes in the direction you think it does the sexual freedom that is known to be in cults so for all we know he was just running around he's like tag in I don't know. So David started having sex with the wives of his sons too. And he would not only do that, he would, he would spin the web and use like, Oh, well I fucked your brother's wife today. And she was like really good at it. And I, she didn't even mind my whiskey dick. Or the fact that I was eating macaroni and cheese while we did it. It was fucking awesome. And But he'd be like, and your brother was so kind and blah, 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 to allow me to do the things that I did with his wife. And he would use that as a tool against another child of his to, like, fuel a jealousy to then fuel a competition to be better for the praise of their dad. If that makes sense. How fucked is that? He's a genius. That's almost as fucked as his kids' wives. <laughs> yes. At least he wasn't fucking his daughters. Now, was he fucking his daughter's husbands, too? This is what I want. Uh, no, there was no homosexuality. We'll get to that. Oh. There was no male homosexuality. Oh, that's bigoted. Yes. So uh, many families by this time. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped ahead. Uh, David ditched his first wife in 1970, but Look kept he, but he kept Karen Zerby around as his his now primary Wait, wife. Karen Queen Maria. Yes. Okay. Uh, around this time is when the children of God officially graduate from just a really fucked up weird religious cult to a fucked up weird religious sex cult. Like officially, I, there's a pattern here with all these cults. Most of the cults. That's why I want to know how much fucking is going on in Scientology. It depends on if you're John Travolta or Tom Cruise. Okay. Which might be coming at some point. <sighs> That's going to be a rough one. I'm going to have to fucking like literally like take my work schedule and then schedule a research schedule around that. Because there's just too many, there's so many fucking interesting, funny aspects of Scientology and L. Ron Hubbard that I, I refuse to fucking brush over. But anyway, back, back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfection, so I'm going to let him understand. Quote, Snoop Dogg, whenever the fuck the chronic came out. 
was it 96? From a young G's perspective. 96, 97, somewhere around there. Rolling down the street, smoking Indo, sipping on gin and juice, laid back with my son in the corner while I'm banging out his wife. (laughs) Zing. Now, many families by this point realizing starting to see from the outside what's going on. A lot of families were trying to get their loved ones to leave the children of God. Um, Again, starting to see kind of what was going on from the outside, even though there's that little veil and also the rising attention and popularity of cults in, in popular culture with the Mansons and, you know, take your pick. What year are we in now? 70. Oh, so this is right after. Uh, right after me, so <laughs> your mom just jumped in the Thank chat. And God, said, sorry, really late. Just, it's probably a good thing. Good you, thing, mother, you, you might, just it, now showed up. It's good you arrived late. You might want to leave early for this one. This is going to get rough. This is it's already one. gotten pretty rough. Incest check. All right, public nudity in front of your in-laws check. So 1970. So this is 70-ish. Yes, we're 70 adjacent. We're 70 or slightly after. Before 71, probably. Eh, I'm sure if it was all going on within that time. So this is very close to the hippie revolution. I mean, it hadn't... Flower power. It hadn't actually... It was still in the zeitgeist of the country. Oh! Big word fucking there. So you can't say fucking (laughs) the cat crossed the road since you had a stroke, but you can say that fucking shit? I'm, you're gonna start. Am I gonna wake up for work and you're just gonna be speaking German out of nowhere? I took German. Nine, nine, nine. I took German in high school. Stegen, Frigen, Dugen, Waffle, Belgium, Berlin. Perfect. Shall we continue? Continue with this. All right. So again, people started trying to get their family members out. Good call. A little too late though. Um. These people that were trying to break away their family members from the core group. Well, it's a cult now. It's officially a cult. Um, They were referred to in the group and by David as 1036ers, which was derived from Matthew 1036 in the Bible, which read, a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. That's deep. But at least he got one thing, right? I mean, 1036ers? That's a shitty NBA team. <laughs> just does not roll off the fucking tongue. That's an ABA for sure. <laughs> the 1036ers. But here's my thing is like you fucking you come up, you say you're Moses. So now you have Mo letters. You're getting drunk, eating Velveeta shells and hot saws, fucking your kids, significant others. And you're probably your fucking kids already amongst other people. You're always fucking hammered. You're getting naked for no fucking reason in the middle of rooms while you're crying about getting kicked out of Israel, which then fucking spitballs into just straight up anti-Semitism and racism. But yet you nailed this one. Like it is an enigma. Enigma. So yeah, I can say that. I can say zeitgeist, but not that. What the? Excellent. I'm so yeah, but yeah, somehow he nailed that one. He na- to drink. Okay, you can grab one of my cokes if you want. Agua, chatango agua, aquí. So, around this time of all this shit going on, 
David took the show on the road once again and told his followers that it was necessary for him to leave the country. So what did David do? David left America and he started going around the world, setting up groups and compounds in allegedly and potentially 70 different countries around the world. That's a lot. Now, his group's influence and membership was growing so quickly and on such a broad scope that most of his followers by this point had never seen physically seen their leader, nor did they probably know what he looked like at that point. But they were in a cult that he was leading. The only way, the main way they knew, <laughs> the main way they knew their leader, David Berg, or Moses, if you will, was from the images of him in the published Mo letters. Because this was like a published thing. They printed up a shitload of them and they sent them. And they had illustrations. Comic book-esque illustrations, if you will. Not the cool, like almost like comic strip. And it, very often he would appear as a like buff lion-headed dude. Well... Of course he did. He's not going to make himself look shitty. Like a, a bearded, drunk fucking hobo guru, like which we, he was. If we ever do the GTIN graphic novel. You can we, never get that right. G-I-T-N. You said you say G-T-I-N like every time. I just stopped I just stopped correcting you because you had a stroke, and I'm like, you can't make fun of the stroke guy. The mm. G-I-T-N podcast graphic novel. We will be jacked as shit. Speak for yourself. I'm going to look like... I'm like, I'll be like if Jabba the Hutt loved fucking sashimi. I'll be jacked as shit. I'll be like, I'll be Jabba the Hutt, but I'll talk like uh, the shitty chicken guy from South Park. You look like Jabba the Hutt, but talk like the little fucking rat thing that talked for him. Mm. No, I'll talk like I'll talk just like the city chicken guy from South Park, but he pronounces shitty chicken. I've never seen South Park, so dude. I don't. He's know. it's the local Chinese restaurant. Oh, don't oh do thank it. you, caught shitty chicken. Or no, it's shitty walk. Thank you, call shitty walk. You want shitty chicken or shitty pork? And then there's a whole fucking race war, kinda, because then uh, shitty sushi moves in right next door. And they're like, you're not gonna put your shitty shit sushi right next to my shitty walk. It's fucking hilarious. Okay, seventy countries, right? So yes. he's expanding. Uh, drastically like this cult is fucking like ends up being fucking huge like om shinrikyo level oh. cult like big cool. yeah i mean i don't think i don't know if they had a helicopter that they didn't know how to fly like om shinrikyo <laughs> did like just drawing fucking don't worry. dicks on it god will teach us well i mean I, all i could think of with om shinrikyo was like you bought a helicopter you can't fly so what do you do just put like for every cult member you kill, you put a fucking body count on there, like a soldier's gun back in Vietnam. Maybe. Or you just, like, however many dicks you've seen or participated in sexual activity with, and it'll look the same anyway. From a distance. If you draw a bunch of dicks on a fucking helicopter from a distance, Asian dicks, they're just going to look like hash marks. Little boxes on the hilltop. Little boxes made of This is why we're not big in the Asian market. Little coxes on the hillside. So childish, Jesus are. Christ. Or you are, I'm not. Okay. 
Now, uh, his group's influence and membership was growing so quickly and on such a broad scope that... Oh, I already read this part. My bad. I got oh, man. I got you all discombobulated. Maybe I shouldn't have hit that fucking nicotine vaporizer. Yeah, we'll go with that. Now, once he, as he's gaining popularity, this is the time that he chose to suggest that public nudity and jerking off in public should be legalized and encouraged. As it should. Well, and that the only reason there's anything wrong with the actions is because of the laws of man. You know, we I agree with him. We need to get rid of the fashion lobbyists and just get rid of clothes. You're telling me that you feel comfortable walking around with your dick out or well, it's supposed to be your dick out. Like, I don't feel comfortable walking around naked in my own house. We're just going to, are we both going to have a sign on our, around our neck that like has an arrow pointing down and says insert dick here or not insert, like imagine actual dick here. Yeah. What about came out my nose? Stop. This isn't like, this isn't Wooly Wally. We can't just draw on our fucking Johnsons and be like, yep, that's it. No, we gotta be okay, like. Okay, I didn't think that through completely. If, if, if you, if nudity is a thing and it's okay and somebody is calling you ma'am until, unless they're within a foot and a half of you, we got a problem. We need to go back to clothes. Then I might have a problem with misgendering. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Naked. Now, over time, uh, David's Mo Letters also started mentioning that man's law has put a number on the legal age of consent and marriage for young girls. Oh, boy. Basically saying that because a girl is able to conceive, she should. So he's going with a high, uh, more legal term then grass on the field play ball yes i guess anyway uh yeah the only things sexually that david preached against was male homosexuality homosexuality pardon me and trying to prevent pregnancy like no contraceptives no pulling out like no sodomy red team go the the eagle has landed the 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 bread is in the basket i don't know insert something the the you have filler shells with velveeta cheese so he definitely wasn't it was my chair was it hold on i wasn't sure if it was a chair if somebody farted or if somebody was driving some really odd i mean usually like 90 percent of the time it's somebody driving a vehicle that's probably not safe for road use Oh, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's my chair. Excellent. Do you have a question? I had a fucking great joke, and you fucked it up. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so members were then encouraged to think about themselves having sex with Jesus when they pleasured themselves. I don't know now, if Jesus would be okay with this. Now, since male homosexuality was frowned upon. This could be a problem. Men were told to imagine that they were women who were having sex with Jesus while they savaged their little sad little boners. Can you imagine the confusing mental gymnastics masturbation sessions those would be? Right? God. Like you know you have to imagine that you are the a woman on the receiving end of the holy penis. Uh, wow. 
playing with yourself. I don't even know what the fucking... I mean, I'm going limp just thinking about it. I don't think there's enough Viagra in the world to get me wrecked at thinking about doing all that kind of thinking. And then, like, there's so many people jerking off and flicking their bean to the same thing. Lord have mercy. Like, breaking attendance records. I Phallus know, in the palace. Did they, How many mops did they have? That was a well, and also, job. like, what the fuck? Like, you're encouraging people to jerk it and stuff, but like, you want to not prevent pregnancy? Wouldn't you say jerking is bad? Because it isn't That's a contradiction. I, well, I isn't jer- isn't isn't masturbation against God? Because it doesn't, or it doesn't, doesn't in... conceive child. <clears throat> not I. There's a lot of questions that I need think, to be answered in this thing. I think he pointed out a very significant flaw in his thought process here yeah and then this brings us back to the big question that i had earlier how the fuck did you take the time to explain sharing parties to your fucking kids <laughs> what's up don't mind my cock that was a shitty thanksgiving yeah don't mind my cock just here drink some wine and shut the fuck up about it we're gonna party and we're gonna see what happens don't be a dick also don't tell your mom because <laughs> she t- finds out that we fucked each other She's going to be fucking pissed. She's like, why didn't you invite me? I'm like, you're a fucking buzzkill, Karen. Stupid. Fuck. My mom was right about you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm having too much fun with this drunk fucking cult leader. Now, again, they're jerking off to Jesus. Jerking for Jesus. Now, that would have been a much better name for the fucking... Snoop Dogg. They're Jesus arcing. <laughs> But for that little teen group he had, jerking for Jesus would have been a much better name than Teens for Christ. I mean, that's, that's the first porn from the Children of God Studios, jerking for Jesus. Uh, fuck. Uh. <laughs> I'm about to cast out BLs of ball sacks. You thank God if God is just sitting watching, he's got to be laughing with these fuckers. It's too funny to even smite these some bitches. Uh, bring the boys along. We'll start nudist God, priest. Lord. Jesus, come here. He wants even the men to think about you. He wants the men to think the women while you're fucking them. Can you believe that shit? And Jesus is going, do what? <laughs> that would be a funny conversation. It's a, I mean, no pun intended. This is kind of a mind fuck. But it was a thing. Uh, it's just goddamn. Now all the go, although the group taught all of this nasty, fucked up, off the wall shit, there were some people who didn't agree with the stuff that was David was teaching, and these people would basically either be talked to and be uh, converted to their ways, or they would basically be shunned from the group. Like, the lucky ones, like uh, like the Amish. With more, well, no, I was gonna say with more incest, but probably equal or lesser incest than Amish. I'm not familiar with. I don't know their sexual habits. So I there's there's definitely incest, but isn't there incest in every culture? Well, I mean, like it, it's like not even. Speaking of incest, we're gonna go. I is this story gonna involve a butterfinger? No, I saw a chart to the other day last week. <laughs> today about but, incest yes it was about where the fuck did you see this it, chart? Was on, it was on the news or something oh yeah okay it was on uh, the news on youtube or something 
It was on the news in my journal. It had, you know, we had the marrying cousins debate. Cousin loving? Yeah. And you always make fun of West well, Virginia. Well, I wouldn't say you that it's always, really a debate. You always make fun of West Virginia about yeah. the, uh, I saw, it had a, a graph of the United States, of all the states, and each state was colored, three, three colors. Racist? Red, gray, and I think kind of a tan. And it was the the different clubs were where marrying your cousin is illegal, okay. Where it was completely legal, or legal, but there were some minor rules about it, okay. And guess where where West Virginia fell? Where it is illegal to marry your cousin in West Virginia. Does that stop them from fucking each other? Now, get this, Indiana, completely legal. It's legal, but there it's not. Completely legal, but it's not completely illegal. There are like five or six states that. So Indiana's an incest gray area. Yeah, literally an incest gray area. And there were some other like, like Indiana's a that should be on their sign. Indiana, an incest swing state. And I, those, I don't remember exactly all the states, but it was very. You would think some of those would be a little bit further south. No, the other ones were. I don't remember the states, but they were like out west. California. No, I don't think. I think Alaska, maybe. Arizona. I think was one. I, w- I was like, really? They just haven't got around to passing that, that law. That's just because they have. They don't have that many native Arizonans because nobody wants to fucking live in Arizona. It's hot. Nobody wants to live somewhere where it gets to be 120 fucking so, degrees. Moral, if you can fry an egg on the sidewalk, moral, go fuck yourself. Hey, don't mess with West Virginia. There's not. It's not legal in West Virginia. Where it's legal in other states. Okay. Yeah, well, meth and moonshine aren't legal in West Virginia either, but that shit's going on in fucking droves. That's who you can? That shit's going on next door. Such shut the fuck up. Well, so is incest. I mean, for, for real, around here, probably. All right, continue. This place is like this. The place we live in is like it's like a fucking. I don't know why anybody watches this. Shit. It's like a bumfuck middle of nowhere, like down in the holler trailer park. Grew up. Yes. And then sprinkle in a large Hispanic population. Some of which have fucking roosters that like to at fucking 530 in the morning. I swear to God, I will choke that chicken. Okay, Dave Burr. I will will choke that chicken to death and send him to the Jesus that these dudes were choking the chicken while thinking about. All right. That's a lot of choking of the chickens. It's all fucking full circle here. Continue. Fuck you guys. Now, David and Karen started telling their followers about how they could be helped along in their religious battle by a long list of spiritual help or spirit helpers. This list included names such as Elvis, Frosty the Snowman, Merlin the Wizard, Rasputin, and Richard Nixon. Just okay. to name a few. Hold the phone. Am I? Did I hear that right? Yeah. David and Karen were started telling their followers about how they could be helped along in their religious battle. Yeah. By thinking about Elvis, Frosty the Snowman, Merlin, Rasputin. And no, Nixon. no, no. Not thinking about them while oh. they jack off. Like these were. No, they could use- the fact that I just used that ter- sentence no, blows my mind. No, but yeah, no, they these were like these were guides along their spiritual no, journey. You're right. They were looking to these people as help 
to gain religious enlightenment. Uh, or as a they example could. of not to, what not to do. No. No, they could. These people could help you along the way. Okay. Elvis. Now yes. Let's think about Elvis. No disrespect to Elvis. I love Elvis. Baddest motherfucker ever lived. I don't know about that. Coolest motherfucker to ever live. I'm pretty sure Jocko Willing could beat the fuck out of him. Coolest motherfucker that's ever lived. Absolutely. Mm. Just mm. a cool motherfucker. Charlie Sheen? <laughs> yeah. But Winning. The, think about this. In the 50s and 60s, they thought he was the devil, basically. The way he... You all right there? What the hell is that? That is black plastic. In your... In your, you, uh, I guess. In your Coke, ooh. I'm pretty sure that's a part of a plastic bag. Huh? But Elvis was not thought of highly as religious. That just fucking happened on live stream. I'm just glad. Like I, when I took the drink, I was like, something feels fucking fucking fishy here. And I'm sitting there, and like it kept, it was so thin, and it kept moving around. I was like, "Oh, maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe it was just the carbonation bubbles playing games with my little tonguesies." I, I, I tried to spike your fucking coke with. Well, then for a second, I was like, "Well, the, I'll be honest. The first thing we both know, the first thing that popped into my head when I took a drink of a can, and there was something off about it, I was like, "There's no, I know there's not a cigarette butt or some fucking ashes in that motherfucker, <laughs> or dip spit." Now, but what I was saying, what Elvis was thought of that as... That fucked my as, whole life up. I'm never going to look at anything the same. I'm never going to trust again. But religious people did not look at Elvis in a great light. Nah. Frosty the Snowman was a fucking cartoon. What the fuck? Merlin the Wizard and Rasputin? They, I mean, Merlin, the, the closest thing Merlin had to do with any of this was, I guarantee you, he was painted on the side or under the hood of at least five members of this hippie cult. But most religious people... Religious fanatics. Most people don't even know. Like, Rasputin is the big one for me. Well, Frosty Snowman is the big one, really. <laughs> Which but one like, of these things doesn't fit? But, like, I guess Merlin to an extent, too. But, like, Rasputin? May, I mean, well, maybe back then, a lot of maybe a lot of people knew who Rasputin was. But, like, if you went around right now, most people probably wouldn't know who the fuck Rasputin even is. But, but Merlin and Rasputin, people would look at, in that time of the religion, would look at, like, Merlin, for instance, magic. Satan. Unless you're Jesus or God, you know they didn't. They thought magic or that kind of sh thoughts were satanic. Yeah, and, and Rasputin, Rasputin was, was a psych. Basically, wasn't Rasputin the uh, advisor <sighs> to the Tsar that could Tsarina, technically, who, who could uh, see the future and foretell shit? Oh, he was. Right. He was he, allegedly like right. a direct portal for the right. devil. Right. So these, he was killed like seven times allegedly <laughs> without dying. Alive, yes. So this moronic religious cult yes. took satanic type figures yes. of the time that religious people thought and, and, and said they could help them on the religious and journey. pop culture icons and one president. Yeah, because Nixon was exactly popular at the time. <laughs> I'm not a crook. He looked like fucking. I don't even know. He looked like Winston Churchill mixed with. Walt Disney. This tells me David Berg has choked the chicken and ate way too much macaroni and cheese and hot sauce. Well, mind you, he's fucking, fucking hammer drunk all the time. Too. You have to be drunk to think this li this list of people is going to because you, you know that's where salvation. you know that's where it came from. 
like David, we're really everybody's really hungry and, and the crops aren't growing and we haven't had any food donations. We're not sure what to do. And he's just sitting there gorging himself because of course he's a cult leader, so he's got food. He's just like, first off, don't ever interrupt my macaroni and cheese and fuck my daughter time. <laughs> this is sacred. This only happens once a day. <laughs> Second, I don't fucking have all the answers, you guys. And Jesus is on break right now. So I don't fucking know. Call Merlin or Frosty. Ask one of them. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of my face. And I just thought of this. This was 1970s? 70? Yeah. Elvis was still alive. Well, and 70s, yeah. Well, this I'm assuming this was before 76. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Elvis was still alive, and this wasn't... Did Elvis died in 76? I think so, yeah, 76. Is that that long ago? Today's the anniversary of uh, Kurt Cobain's death. Oh, that's true. Uh, but Elvis, this wasn't even good Elvis. This was fat, bloated Elvis. <laughs> fat, bloated Las this Vegas. This is stuck on the shitter all, Elvis. All the pills, Elvis. This is fucking solid gold caddy Elvis. <laughs> the, the glittered, bedazzled fucking jumpsuits with capes. Those weren't jumpsuits. Those were fucking parachutes so this wasn't even the cool 60s elvis if peeing your pants is cool consider me miles davis (laughs) all right moving on now by the end of 1972 the children of god claimed to have been in or claimed to have 130 communities upwards of in 70 countries with 10,000 full-time members this was Alleged. The numbers were a little, inf- probably a little inflated, but with the encouragement to get each other pregnant and their willingness to take on other groups, um, other religious groups into their grand scheme, not far-fetched that they may have been close to or possibly going scheduled to, or charted to exceed those numbers. I'd want proof on this. From my research, there was... Over probably over two thousand members by this time, Not and they were in multiple countries around the world. Hmm. So that, at least to an extent, is factual. So now there's ten thousand morons on this planet. Yeah. So okay. after all the uh, all the banging his kids, wives, and husbands, and Jesus, and and moms, and <laughs> macaroni noises, uh, his son Aaron killed himself in 1973. He took his own life. He jumped off of a mountain. Right? Jumped off of a mountain? Right. What an overachiever. I mean, did he jump off a cliff or just jump, start rolling down a mountain? I don't know. I mean, I think. Either way. That seems like a shitty way to go. Either way, what an overachiever. Like, you're not going to fucking do the norm, if you will, which don't, don't off yourself. Talk to someone. Call the suicide prevention hotline. This is it's a real thing, but just don't call me. You're gonna jump off a fucking mountain? What the fuck? I think how's I'm... somebody supposed to follow that? It's a baller move, especially with your drunk ass dad. Part of me, just all I can see in my head is like because I've seen the guy. You saw the thumbnail. There's a picture of him on there. That's David Berg. And like all I'm thinking is like, could you imagine like the, like his drunk ass dad just like sitting there in like one of those folding like lawn chairs from the 90s mm-hmm. and he's just sitting there drunk as shit eating like a fucking a, a chico stick and he's just like we do this song. Woo! 
That was sick. It was gonna be a fucking awesome cannonball down there. And then like 20 minutes later, after he gets out of the chair to take a piss, he's like, oh, shit. I thought he was doing a cannonball. Fuck. Whose head am I going to hold it over when I fuck his wife tonight? Hey, honey, Aaron's is gone. Is something happened. He was really sad. But to make you feel better, we're going to fuck about it. I offer you condolences and some dick. <laughs> the fuck? The drunk it's just the drunk part. The drunk part is the only part that saves some of this behavior in this story. Uh now it makes it somewhat tolerable. Yeah. Uh well and on top of that, like it, it it didn't seem that David Berg gave much of a fuck about his son taking his own life. He just kind of kept it moving. He was like what you can do? <laughs> Who's got my fucking Boone's farm? Who's got the Mad Dog Twenty Twenty? <laughs> and a woman related to me. We're gonna party. <laughs> so fucked up. The fact that I'm trying to make jokes out of this is so fucked. Now, around 1976, David introduced his most infamous aspect of this group, which was flirty fishing which encouraged female members to, quote, show God's love through sexual relationships with potential converts. Boom. This is a big part of this so whole thing. So flirty fishing is just prostitution. Yes, literally. Okay. Now, flirty fishing or FFing. FFing? Yeah. What's he, he's killing it with the fucking name. Fafing. He's killing it with the Dude, name. he's a fucking, wait, just Words wait. Stuff. Do not read ahead. Okay. Don't read anything. Okay. I'll, because this is gonna this this is I'll gonna be a sit and look at the mask. This is gonna be a fucking talking point here in a minute. Now the FFing was practiced by members in the inner circle starting in 1973, three years prior, okay. but was introduced to the general membership in 1976. So there's a little. They had to work out there. the kinks. <laughs> See what I did there? Literally. <laughs> now David used a Bible verse along the lines of. Follow me and I will make you the fishers of men to justify this behavior. Again, he fucks off everything except his Bible references. He knows his Bible. I'll give him that. He seems to have read his Bible more than other Christian-based cult leaders. This wasn't a problem because they're with the members because their body had been, and this is also a quote, bought through the crucifixion of Jesus. And the women involved even referred to themselves as hookers for Jesus. Oh, my God. I love this fucking guy's ability to. Oh, no, that wasn't on. him. Come on. The, the women that were that were uh, flirty them, fishing called themselves hookers for Jesus. I took their power back. Hey, I tell you what, you you fuck you have fucking Cardi B and Megan the Stallion write and perform a song called Hookers for Jesus and I bet you a quote unquote Christian song will make the top 10. Cuz hookers for Jesus. We just hookers for Jesus. I I think we changed the name of the podcast. I d d don't need no reason to suck up on holy penis. Instead of G-I-T-N, H-F-J. Hookers for Jesus. Yeah, that was a real thing. That was an actual term that they used. Uh, I mean, I try to stay away from the term hookers. 
just to, you know, I'm not out here trying to step on toes. I try to catch myself and say sex workers. But when the person, people in question are calling themselves hookers for Jesus, and also just the term hookers for Jesus cannot be brushed over. No. That's just fucking funny. It's not funny that it happened. Like, the behavior, the encouraged behavior is fucked. But the fact that they had the lightheartedness to say, well, high five, hookers for Jesus, bitch, yes. Did they have t-shirts? I hope. God, if they hope did, so. I'm finding one at a fucking thrift store somewhere. That shit is fucking fire. Now, everybody was involved with this behavior, even Karen Zerby, his wife. And the men were mostly tasked with using flirty fishing to bring in underage girls. There's no way to sugarcoat that one. Okay. Um, now, bring me down. Don't even look the at the. Out. Don't even look at the notes because here comes the fun okay, again. Here's the, the laughs. My 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 long Good. rod here is blocking it. Now we get to the laughs of flirty fishing. The seven F's of flirty fishing. Okay. Go ahead. One. Effective. <laughs> what? These are outlined by him. The first F of flirty fishing is effective. <laughs> no, you ready? You ready? You ready go for ahead. it? Go you ahead. ready for the second F of flirty fishing? Yeah, go ahead. As outlined by David Berg? Yeah, go ahead. Effective. What? Oh, I gotta look. No, no, no. Oh, don't look because they, they get better. Effective. <laughs> so you have to be effective and effective. The third F. Of flirty fishing, fruitful. Okay. So it 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 bears fruit. It it brings good things to the group, and it actually starts with an F, and it's a word. The fourth F of flirty fishing, efficient. <laughs> Back to words that don't start with an F. What is that? One, two, three, four. The fifth F of fruity fishing, financial. Financial gain starts with an F. Good job, bud. The sixth F of flirty fishing, official. Official? Official. Official. Yes. <laughs> then the seventh and final F of flirty fishing is forever. Okay. So effective, effective, Let's... fruitful, efficient, financial, official, forever. Okay. The seventh. The... I have a question. Now, I get what he did here. He couldn't come up with seven words that began with F. Yeah. Fit his, so he just. What would found, that be? Alliteration? That wouldn't even be alliteration. I don't know. But at least he found, when he couldn't think of it, he just took the, went the next step as long as it had an F in it. Well, I'll give him but, that. Most of the ones that didn't have F in it actually had, or start with F, actually had two Fs. What the f holy fuck? Fuck, fuck is effective. Effective. Why did we have to put the e in? You have fucked to, him. Fucktive isn't a word. I either. know, but at least just fucktive because it's funny. Or how about fuckable? Or just fuck good. I mean, but why did we have to put the e in? It, it's funny. He's a fucking idiot. Why was there two ends in Enron? Or was it two R's? And then he fucked it all off by going official. He's official like a referee with a whistle, man. He's officially drank too much Boone's Farm. He's confirmed like a Don King perm. This is, you know, when the, you know, your mom and everybody, the old timers, you say, you keep jacking off, you go blind. No, you just become a moron. And 
this guy's a moron. And throw in all the Boone's Farm in the world. I can't, don't quote me on that. I cannot confirm that he drank Boone's Farm. Now, this shouldn't be a shocker to anybody listening to this, but STDs, or I think they're called STIs now, were fucking rampant within the children of God. But this was not an issue because they were all under the almighty protection of God himself. Because they weren't being very effective. Yes, God would cure them. They were not effective. Now, all of this was also made worse when sexual sharing was introduced, requiring that members have open sexual relationships with each other, including family members and children. Now you bring Told me down. you it gets dark. <laughs> bring in, me down from the seven Fs now to this. Yeah. Fuck. Now, in February 1978, David abolished the Children of God name and renamed the group the Family of Love in what he called the Reorganization Nationalization Revolution. Wow, that's a whole fucking... I don't think he actually knows what that means. I think he just said it, and he was like, the same nailed it. He hired a writer from the time he write, came up with the seven Fs to this. <laughs> that's all there is to it. Yeah, or he, he drank slightly less. Or maybe that was just on a sober day. He had. Yeah. He came up with the seven Fs. Yeah, he was still shaky when he came up with <laughs> yeah, that he name. Yeah, he was shit-faced. He was stone cold sober. Yeah. Uh, young girls and female members of the group were encouraged to record themselves dancing naked for David to well, watch. Jesus Christ, how much money were they bringing in? Because cameras... Dude, they're literally around the world. Yeah, but... Okay. And, like, the, the the financial thing and the official, like, all that shit was, like, for the people that who were... The, for the women that were flirty fishing, the hookers for Jesus, if you will, were, like, were very much encouraged to go after uh, people with political power or financial wealth because i'm pretty sure in 78 is that what you were in yeah you still had the to watch you didn't have video at the time you had to uh, watch something with a projector i mean for all we know maybe they had if he was out here cutting laser disc porn maybe maybe laser disc should have taken off i wish laser disc was still a thing just because they're cool maybe jesus because of all the uh like slpc punk he said it looks like a record but there's a movie on there (laughs) Fuck a good movie. If you haven't seen SLC Punk, fuck off and go watch it. Um, Again, with the progression of all this behavior that was going on, many people did start to leave the group yet again. Shocker. But apparently, like, there wasn't a revolving door, but I guess for the most part, at least at the, at the, the peak of this, there was more people walking in the door than walking out. Speaking of, while we're on the subject, did you know that, uh, at one point in time in his life, Chuck Norris slammed a revolving door. Shut the fuck up. God. Why the hell do I even listen to you? I love Chuck Norris jokes. In her senior year of high school, Chuck Norris's daughter lost her virginity. He got it back. <laughs> I love it, dude. Chuck Norris doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. I've heard that one. Chuck Norris blows bubbles with beef jerky. Death is afraid of Chuck Norris. There's only one thing that can destroy energy. Chuck Norris roundhouse kick. But I digress from my Chuck Norris jokes. I fucking love Chuck Norris. They're so stupid. Cancer dies from Chuck Norris. Anyway, now when children within the group would go against David's word, they would be tied up, tied to beds and shit. 
they'd be beaten, and in some cases they would be put in what was basically effectively referred to as the smile machine, which is like an um, apparatus that they put on your head and using elastic bands and like hooks, they would hook the corners of your mouth and like fish hook you and force you to smile using an apparatus. Not comfortably. It's not like they adjusted it. It was like your fucking cheeks were getting pulled as far as those elastic bands wanted to pull them. So they got fucking, they got jokered. And he called it the smile machine? They, yeah, that's one of the terms. That's really the only one that I found regularly. Well, once again, not killing it with the names. <laughs> yeah, very on the nose. Um, now, at one point, a big change did happen in the group uh, within this time period is when it happened. Uh, they were renamed with the... Wait, what? I don't know. Oh fuck! I I fucking deleted and written. I I I dropped in some stuff in the wrong place. Let's try that again. By this point in time, a large change, a big shift had happened within the group, and this shift happened. This change with the birth of Ricky Rodriguez, who would also be known as Davito, or Davidito, hmm. little David. Oye, Davidito. Davidito, Saberito. Give me some jaritos. Ow, that hurt my shoulder really bad. Never again. I'm never making a fucking joke about a cult on a fucking podcast again. That hurt like a bitch. David Berg is going to smite you. Now, Davidito was the adopted son of David Berg and Karen Zerbe, who was to be the new messiah of the group. Oh. Um, Karen alleged that she had become pregnant with Davidito. When she had sex with over a hundred times with more than 15 employees of a hotel that she and David were staying in in Spain at the time. Now, Karen and Davidito, or Ricky, as we will call him for most of this, were to be the two prophets to defeat the Antichrist as foretold in the Bible. Mm. Yeah. Ricky was taught that David was his spiritual father and the man they said was his real father was just his, quote, flesh daddy. Flesh daddy. Oh, this guy's a fucking idiot. Come in the back door three starring flesh daddy. <laughs> or that sounds like, you know what that really sounds like? The when uh, flesh daddy. Fleshlight was coming up and trying to probably whiteboard their name, possible names. Flesh Daddy was on one of them, and somebody fucking marked it off. Wouldn't it be Flesh Mommy? Yeah, but you know, I bet you that I get. I bet you there's a fucking dildo called Flesh Daddy. Probably. There, I one would hope. I'll go to the sex shop and find out for you. I will investigate. By sex to look at dildos? Sure, why not? By sex shop, do you mean your sock drawer? <laughs> there is not shit in my sock drawer. Yeah, no, because you're a very clean boy. You clean your dildos after you take them out. Of I your do not have bowl. any dildos. The only thing in my sock drawer is underwear and socks. <laughs> so, shall we talk more about this, uh, Davidito? Oh, well, sure. Go keep talking about Davidito. We're done with Flesh Daddy, at least as a term. Now, David, so, David said in a, one of his Mo letters that he went back to the hotel and told a man named Carlos, who was 
supposedly the father of Ricky, a.k.a. Davidito, and that he had fathered, he told Carlos that he had fathered the Messiah. After he told him that, David tried to convince him to have sex with Karen while he, this is, this is another rough one. He tried to convince this person, Carlos, to have sex with his, David's wife, Karen, while he was molesting his infant son, his supposed alleged infant son. It was never confirmed that this Carlos dude was the father of this kid. Huh. But yeah, that was a thing. So what did Carlos do? Carlos um, said, no gracias, and he dipped the fuck out. Good boy. Good good boy, Carlos. Good call. Carlos was not an idiot. Buen niño, Carlos. He said, no, hasta luego, motherfucker. I'm out. He said, no, you can keep the fucking tequila. Thanks, dude. <laughs> he said, all right, well, see, if you're not going to fuck my wife, I'm going to get my son to fuck my wife. Not the dead one. That would be fucking gross. <laughs> that would be too much. Yeah. Now, in the same Mo letter, David explains to Ricky that he's not white, but why he's not white. He's explained to him that he's brown because the Lord used Carlos's penis as a tool to deliver the new savior unto earth. That's the only reason he was David's son, but Carlos's dick and balls was the pen for which the Lord drew the savior unto the earth surface. Nice. Poetic I, as fuck. I think he had many ghostwriters. Well, he was all throughout this time. He also became affectionately known as the Brown Prince. So we got seven F's that don't start with F. We've got Flesh Daddy. We've got the Brown Prince. We've got um, an anti-Semitic racist cult leader that's drunk all the time. And is a nudist. And a child molester and then it partakes in incest. We're checking all the fucking boxes here. Uh, now, there was... Um, some records of the really fucked up childhood and upbringing of Ricky within the group's annals, if you will. Um, there were even documents and photos of Ricky as a small child naked. There was pictures of him with naked adults. There was pictures of him present during sexual activity and orgies with group members. Um, but they were, the group made an attempt to... Uh, cover up and destroy all of that. Yeah. They didn't do the best job. Some of it leaked out still, especially later on, because you have to remember this group t still exists to this day. So they oh, made yeah. it in. Oh, oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So they made it into the Internet era. Oh, fuck. What? Are we going to get some shitty fucking emails and comments? I don't go fuck themselves because I got some pretty. F I got some pretty honest. I've got some pretty honest words for old fucking Karen at the end of this, too. So I hope so. Fuck you. Now. There is a woman named Sarah Kelly who, along with Angela Smith, they will come up later in this story by a different name. I'll I'll point it out. At, I I throw it in there. Um, they were like Ricky's nannies. Now, along with this, Sarah Sarah was the big one. 
Sarah was so brainwashed and inundated with the bullshit of the children of God or whatever the fuck they called this fuck show at this time. Excuse me. That she allegedly offered up her own daughter to be used by David Berg for his own desires of whatever he desired to utilize her daughter for before the her daughter was a year old. Allegedly, she was about seven months old when she offered her up to David Berg. That's how brainwashed this bitch was. She also talked about how much Ricky liked it when she would clean his bottom and how she couldn't wait until he was old enough to tell her how much he enjoyed it and to ask her for more. So this bitch is fucking nuts. She was nuts far before any of this even started happening. Yeah, she had some issues. Yeah. And he, she met the right motherfucker at the wrong, or the wrong motherfucker at the right time. Yeah. And it just fucking spiraled. There wasn't a lot of selling for her. She was, she was balls deep. Yeah. Now, Ricky, by the time he started getting a little older, Ricky was included in the schedule for sexual activity throughout the group by the time he was 10. Um, he was assigned an older girlfriend named Bonnie at the age of 12, which was the same year he was made to have sex with his mom the first time. I'm sorry, did you Yeah. Did you say that? Yeah, the same year at age twelve when he got an older girlfriend, he was also uh made to fuck his mom. Yeah. It's fucked. I told you this one was fucked. Uh he never he was never allowed to be around the normal members, like the normal kids in the group. He was always the cho he's the golden child. Well, not when I say normal, like the, the, cause well, you have to remember too, like I, this is just kind of a me off the top of the head to toss in. I don't have it in my notes, but like all, not all of this crazy shit was going on in every little sect of the group or all like, around like the if this was going, yes, like if this was going on in, in, in Portugal, in America, in Brazil, but it wasn't. That didn't mean that it was going on in Turkey. This was just going down, going on, or going down. It's just it's on a it's on a location location basis at the mothership, basically. Or the not even that. There was more than like the home base that was doing this shit, mm -hmm. but it that but it didn't necessarily mean that every location was involved in all of this type of stuff. Okay. So. The, the which made the waters really muddy legally oh. on a lot of this stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, waters is murky as now we now we do have a little bit of fucking movement here. Sexual contact with minors was banned by David and the entire group in 1986. Flirty fishing was abolished in 1987. Sexual contact between underage members under the age of 21 was banned in 1989. Um, but by this time, so that's some good movement, I guess. If Better you will, late than never, I guess. Still not good enough. And by all the by the time all this shit was going on, Ricky was attending a cult ran school in Japan, and this is the first time he was around allowed to be around like normal kids that weren't the Messiah. Which, I mean, it didn't work out anyway, though, because everybody knew who the fuck he was. So he still was 
treated differently. Yeah, like like a um, an outcast in in a way, if you will. What year was he born again? Seventy five. Seventy five. Oh, so he's my age. Yeah, I think pretty. Yeah, seventy five. He's actually a little younger than me, but okay. Yeah. So yeah, he's in school now. Cool. Whatever. Still sucks. Uh, you remember David's son Aaron? Yeah, that. The one that jumped off the mountain. Rolled down the mountain. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. The, the, the really unsuccessful base jumper. Right. Now, his daughter was starting to be seen as competition by Karen oh. in that she was going to take her place as the female leader of the group. And oh. she thought that. We got some Game of Thrones shit going on. Well, she on. thought this because David was making Ricky have sex with Mary, who was Aaron's daughter. So it's his. His well, David wasn't cousin. his father. So if David had been his father, no, it would have been a cousin. No, it would have been his niece. If he was fathered by David, no, because yeah, it's because Aaron's oh, yeah, daughter. True, yeah, yeah, it would have been his niece. Yeah, that's true. You're right. So it's his what step niece, his niece in law. Yes, adopted niece. His nil. Yes. Sure. Either way, that's still fucked. Now, because of this, Aaron's daughter, Mary, who was David's granddaughter, was sent to a camp where she was beaten regularly for a long-ass time. She was basically just buried in the paperwork, if you will. Mm -hmm. Now, in 1994, David Berg finally passed away. Oh, I say finally because, as we know, he's already a drunk piece of shit who was committing incest and uh, and child molestation and sexual misconduct with people of all shapes, ages, colors. Um, but not only that, the big, another reason why you hate him is when he died, he never faced any criminal charges for any of the shit that he did. Well, how much is it of this was well known outside of the group? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there, but however, there were several countries who tried to get their hands on David Berg. For some type of something, okay. depending on where they're at, but it never it never worked out, and it's also speculated that David may have been like a narc for multiple governments to get himself out of trouble. Oh, he was on the payroll. He may have been. There's it's a, it's not confirmed in any way, but it's I guess there's a lot of speculation on that possibly being the a confidential informant, a CI. Ooh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. It's not uncommon at all. So after the death of David Berg, Karen Zerby remarried to a man named Peter Amsterdam. And yeah, she, at this point, obviously she took over as the head bitch in charge. What? Head bitch in charge. Yeah, the HBIC. Uh, As is tradition. At this time, around this time, Ricky, the messiah was sent to live in Budapest and was actually able to live normally now for the most part, which um, the only reason he was able to do that is because he only really, like it was the first time he had really talked to people who weren't in a cult. Like the only first time he had ever had contact with a quote unquote normal person. Um, when Karen heard that Ricky was talking about the molestation and abuse that he had endured in his childhood, she had him brought to live with her in Portugal where she kept him under very close supervision. 
Because right. he, he's he's like he's an adult at this point, for all intents and purposes. What year is this? Yeah. This is nineteen seventy four. I don't know. If he, 74, 75? Or 94, 95? Oh, yeah. So he's he's 19, 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ricky was afraid to leave the cult after years of hearing about how so many of the young members that did leave the cult, and I'll preface this with their young, like we're talking about the young people who spent the majority of their life or just straight up grew up as a part of this group. So he would hear all these horror stories about how these young people would leave the group and they ended up being addicted to drugs, going to jail, you know, killing themselves because they didn't, they, they don't, you're dropping what should be a fully formed functioning adult into normal society without knowing how to normal society. Right. Yeah. You're going to have some fucking issues. Yeah. It's just like well, those, the Amish kids that go out on room Springer and they end up getting fucked up on drugs and alcohol and right. end up getting locked up and shit like it happens. You can't you can't just drop somebody well, into the big fucking world and expect them to just fucking flourish right away. This happens in Christianity across the board anyway. Oh yeah. Think about it, you know, kids that are brought up in a really strict Christian household get that first taste of freedom, they go buck wild. Yeah. Or yeah, become facts. a serial killer like what well a ging Ging, yeah. Ging, Ging. Ed Gein, yeah, his mom was a, Ging, a, a bit Ging. of a religious zealot. Yes, and look what that turned out. Yeah. Uh, now, again, we're moving on a little bit. Ricky's in his fucking 20s now. You know what I mean? He, he's he's, a, he's a, a young man. And eventually he did leave the group with his girlfriend. And when asked about it, he told everybody. He was like, yo. I was fucking molested and and raped basically as a child and was forced to take place take part in molestation and incest and orgies as a fucking child. That's why I'm leaving. Fuck you guys. And um Davito also out. well Davidito and he was also referencing the the misleading bullshit teachings and control tactics of the group as a whole, especially Karen Zerby and the women who were his former nannies being the top of the list of people that he was referencing why he wanted to leave. So again, he's in his twenties. So he goes to Spokane. I believe it's Spokane, Washington for a little while. He starts get, ends up getting a job as an electrician, getting an apartment with his girlfriend after they spent some time crashing with, they ended up, staying with some former members right because he didn't fucking know anybody so that's how he ended up where he ended up because he had some place to stay for a little while um now over this course of time like he started living that normal life to an extent like i said he became an electrician got an apartment all that shit but this whole time all of this fucking torment and bad shit that he went through just was fucking eating at him since he left the, the group and you know, started to be normal, but this, there was always that thing in the back of his head. And because of that, he started getting these feelings that it was his, like he was tasked with the responsibility of protecting the people that were still trapped by this cult, whether they knew it or not. Now, this whole time, and this didn't help. He wouldn't talk to anyone but former members about this. Mm. All this shit started, all this bullshit and these feelings and this hatred started really eating him up for a couple, for years after he left. 
So he decided that it was up to him to track down Karen Zerby and kill her in hopes that if he took out the foundation, you know, quote unquote, if he took out the foundation, the house would fall apart beneath, you know, yeah. topple the tower, if you oh, will. Cut the head off the snake. I got it. Yeah. Um. So around this time, he went to San Diego and started pretending that he wanted to return to the cult. Mm. Yeah. When he found out that Zerby had gone to Tucson the prior Christmas to visit her family, Ricky decided to move there. Uh, in that time, he had gotten in contact with Sue Cowton, uh, who was a former, one of his former nannies. Now, Sue Cowton was, uh, did I write it down? Fuck. Which one is she? She's one, Sue Cowton is one of the, uh, the women, uh, she's either, yes, she's either Sarah or Karen. I, I'll be honest. I don't really remember which one, but yeah, so she's, that's her her name. Mm -hmm. She was, wait, Sue Counton. Fuck. It's in here somewhere. I don't know. There's so many, everybody's got fucking two names. God damn it. So again, he had made contact with Sue, one of his former nannies while he was still in the cult who had recently defected from the group. Uh, Sue wasn't the main person to be abusing Ricky when he was a child, but she was involved at least a little bit. So Ricky moved to Tucson, got a place was, you know, setting up shop. So he invited Sue to his apartment for dinner to talk and catch up, but he really intended to hold her hostage as leverage to find the whereabouts of Karen Zerby. The day before the meeting, Ricky recorded a video that was over an hour long in which he discussed his thoughts of how he had thoughts of killing himself and his desire for revenge and like referring to himself as a vigilante. Uh, within the video, you could see multiple weapons, including a Glock 23, a K bar knife, a drill, a soldering iron and duct tape. Some of which was going to be used as tools to torture Sue. Uh, he stated that Karen Zerby was his target, stating that if he did not find her before he died, he, quote, will keep hunting her in the next life. Or someone else will, quote, pick up the torch. He alluded to Sue as a person he intended to kill and predicted his upcoming actions would result in conflict with law enforcement, but insisted he intended no harm toward law enforcement officers. So this is going down a deep fucking hole. This dropping off hard. Mm -hmm. He sent a copy of the video to a few people stating that he had found the solution to the problem. The day after he recorded the video, Ricky invited Sue to his apartment for dinner. And when she arrived, he told her about his plan before he stabbed her multiple times. I believe it was five and slit her throat. After that, he packs up a bag, leaves and drives to Bly, California where he called his girlfriend and told her how much harder it was to kill somebody than he thought it was or thought it would be and how Sue couldn't comprehend that she or the group had done wrong even while she was dying on the floor. Like she couldn't wrap her head around what she had done wrong to deserve that. So she was out of the group, but she was 100% still fucking brainwashed. So when he got to Bly, California, he got a hotel room. He took a shower. He had a couple beers. 
and he drove his car to a parking lot near 14th Avenue where around 2 a.m. he took his own life with the gun that he had with him. Before he got to Karen. Huh? Yeah. Now, this is now. Well, that's because uh let's see, where is it? There's something somewhere. He Karen was out of the country. Oh. She hadn't she hadn't resided in the United States for a while. Um which leads us to today. Come pretty much. Uh cult still active to this day under the name the Family International is still run by Karen Zerby. Uh they claim to have over 10,000 members worldwide. Uh Sarah Kelly, Ricky's former nanny, the other one who was the one committing a good majority of the abuse on Ricky as a child, is still an active member of the cult. Uh Sarah and Karen still run the cult to this day from an unknown location somewhere in the world. And here's the part where I don't give a fuck. You can send us a bunch of emails or a bunch of hate comments if you want to. I don't give a shit. Karen Zerby started a website, RickyRodriguez.com, and used the incident with Ricky as a fake suicide prevention scheme, stating that he could still make it to heaven. But this fucking bitch, there's a fucking donation spot on there. So what is she doing? She's using this fucking dude in the murder of Sue Calton. As a a last as a fucking bullshit effort to get donations from the website to fund her and her fucking bullshit cult. Yes. Oh, there you go. Sue Cowton's uh, real name was Angela Smith. Hmm. So if you see, if you look into Ricky Rodriguez and his crime and eventual death. And you see Angela Smith, that's Sue Counton. But yeah, this bitch started a fucking, basically a GoFundMe website on piggybacking off of this kid's murder-suicide to make money. That's why I said earlier, I don't give a fuck if they send us shitty emails or something like that. Fuck you. Get all 10,000 of your members to watch this video. Yes. Like and subscribe by your ass. And then shove each other up each other's asses until you die. Well, I don't care if they do that while they're watching. Just let it play in the background while you eat macaroni and cheese with hot sauce and... This is and fuck your sister. Oh, fuck, Travis. Why do I let you fucking bring these shitty things to the table? Now I'm depressed. That is the story of the children of God. Are there any good cults out there? Uh... In my experience, they're pretty much just kind of all fucked up, but they have some interesting comedic uh, details sprinkled in, like the seven Fs or the flesh daddy. Or, or honestly, like as fucked up as it is, the term sharing party. <laughs> share party, guys. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the fucking this bullshit group. Well. Fuck the Family International, Children of God, Teens for God, Hookers for Jesus, whatever the fuck. Hookers for Jesus was another good fucking aspect of this story. I'm No, fuck all of you. Especially Karen Zerby. If you're out here somewhere being a fucking asshole, big-headed fucking, what's the, egomaniac watching videos about yourself, fuck you. Send us and an the email other bitch, at GITM while we're at it, Sarah Kelly, fuck you too. 
There you go. Yes. Karen Zerby, send us an email. We'll interview you. I'm not saying that we're going to be nice, but we'll fucking do it. I promise we won't hire somebody from my extended Japanese lineage to fucking I have to wa- track your IP. Watch it now. What? We can't threaten people. That's not a threat. It happens all the time. Little kids be doing it on Xbox all the time. Uh, anyway. What? If so, if somehow we happen to find her IP address from which she was interviewing with us and send it to the fucking government. Oh, like the government doesn't know where she's at. If I guarantee you that. The good government point. knows where everybody is. They're probably is. fucking paying for it. She's probably, so on, a government she's probably on the payroll, too. She's out there hanging out with the, the remaining members of Om Shinrikyo. That's the other fucking scary part. Both of those groups still exist in this world today. There's a lot of stupid people out there. Amongst other cults that are still fucking around. Luckily, Rock Terrio got fucking murdered horrifically, and the Anthill kids got ceased. That's good. Heaven's Gate didn't make it too long either. Uh, ruined a shoe for everyone. <laughs> yep. You can't get a fucking Air Pegasus anymore. I think that's what it was called. I had to pay fucking Jordan a lot of money to get the reputation back. I think that's what it was called, the Air Pegasus. All right. It wasn't a very good looking shoe either. Although I think they should re-release it. The ones that they wore. I know it's super dark and fucked up, but I bet you they would make so much money. Probably some sick fucks out there that would just wear them just for that. The Air Cult. Air cult. All right, guys. We greatly appreciate you guys sticking around for this. Ah, that this was, was a long fucking one. long one. It was a long one. Uh, we greatly appreciate you sticking around. All the people in the chat, thank you for speaking to us while we're doing this. We greatly appreciate all of you for you, all of you listening on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow, rate, re, you know, review, review. Lot, always review. review on your favorite podcast app. The reviews are fucking a big deal, and we get fucking zero. I and don't understand it. Head on over to uh, YouTube.com if you're checking this out on your favorite podcast podcast app. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you can join us live on Wednesdays, which could be changing at some point. We might be You going, never know. You know. It's tentative. Yes. Things things are happening. You never know what schedules are going to be. So we greatly appreciate you. Follow us on all the social medias. Uh, they're in the uh, description below. And thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye.